everyone, you're listening to Common Ride with me. This is the yearly podcast. We're looking at Come Murder Geats, episodes 36 through 37. This is a podcast where we look at stuff as they're coming out or at a similar time, long term. Uh, next week is the other show, the Book Club podcast, where we look at things in a much more seasonal format. And we're looking at Come Murder Fies, the fourth chunk of episodes, episodes 16 through 20. And. Shin. listening to come and ride with me this is episode 185 this is the og or yearly podcast where we look at stuff at a pace as it comes out or at the same kind of pace i'm your host kip with me is kopsek senpai hey senpai what's going on brother a little bit actually a lot of like uh current events going on near me but uh what about you what's going on man finally finally catching up on everything and everything's great man feel like i'm back to being more creative back to being able to keep up with the young folks as far as like things to watch and stuff like that. And I'm ready to take on the second half of this year. We're halfway through 2023. It's just crazy. Kind of halfway through. Just getting started, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's very easy to like, uh, not realize how hard it is like to care about stuff when you have like real stuff going. You're like, Oh, like what's this? Like, yeah, I can't watch this. I'm stressed. Yeah, exactly. I, um, so <laughs> Right now, um, like I'm like right in the middle of the like um, smoke from the wildfires in like Canada. So like I can't be outside right now too much. Like it's basically like our like air quality is like in the red. Like it's usually like 21, and now it's like 175 or something. Like wild for like how like mm. smogged up and smoked up it is. Mm-hmm. So it's probably good that that happened at the same time as uh, the other day. Uh, we woke up and like in the front of our building. The stairs were gone. Stairs were gone. You didn't get like an update or anything? No. So that was my thought. Like, oh, they must have emailed us days ago and we lost the email, right? Mm-hmm. No, uh, they put a note on the door saying, hey, some masons are coming in and they're going to like demolish the stairs. Cool. Thanks for the heads up. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Everything good now, though? Oh, uh, yeah. We got nice new stairs out there stone and stuff and you can use them i guess mm-hmm. i don't know like they look the same honestly <laughs> well you know but um of the stuff that you're uh catch up on though uh, what's been like the best stuff that you've seen the like past couple weeks though sent by uh anime wise i would have to say that the new anime uh season one just finished up heavenly delusion uh okay yeah, really great anime. Uh, a lot of Promise Neverland vibes. If you like that, you would like this. Um, a lot of plot twists, a lot of like creatures and a lot of things you don't expect. The animation is pretty solid. And that's probably the best new thing I've seen other than the Spider-Man movie. Okay. Ooh, I'm like not sure what Heavenly Illusion is about, but some of the art looks like the monster like creature designs are like very like mid nineties, like Digimon and like yeah. weird stuff. Yeah. Super cool. Um, there's like a big mystery revolving around what actually happened. Um, there's two 
stories being taken place. There's like a story where these kids are kind of like in this facility where I guess the monsters are being created. Like a big mission is going on behind that. And you have like the kids that are outside on a, on like the real world that are actually dealing with all these things that happen because like the world's like dystopia. So you have mm-hmm. like two different things going on at the same time. And I think the idea is like it becomes one timeline eventually. I, I can't really see them keeping the, the two stories disjoined for very long, but season one was a, a delight. Um, one of my friends told me about it and I kind of like binge watched it. And then uh, everything else as far as like anime um, that's out right now would be me more catching up because I've already finished Demon Slayer, but I like the anime versus the manga. So I kind of want to see the animation for that. Um, Dr. Stone haven't started that yet. My hero and you know, the usual suspects, but as yeah. far as before as new stuff, um, I think that's probably my favorite thing that's came out as far as anime this year so far. Oh, I had not heard of that one. Yeah. Check it out. Give me, let me know what you think. You got anything new you, you enjoy? Actually first I wanted to hear about Spider-Man because I haven't seen that yet. Bro, I mean, I'm just going to be straight up. I think my my eyeballs came. <laughs> like, this movie just, like, defined the bar for animation moving forward. Like, god damn. Like, I've already seen it twice. <laughs> and I'm going it back again on Thursday. So, like, animation is S tier. I'm not sure how they were able to pull off this and as far as animation, like at, at moments in time, like I, I was like, am I wearing 3D glasses or am I supposed to be wearing 3D? And like, no, I don't even think they made a 3D option for this film, um, which is pretty cool. Um, and I think hey. 3D glasses would have taken away from animation, to be honest. But um, story wise, very compelling story. I think it was a great, a great sequel to uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, a lot of cool things happened. It was cool to see Miles actually be Spider-Man now. Versus him mm-hmm. becoming Spider-Man. But I feel like I kind of prefer um, Into the Spider-Verse's story over uh, Across the Spider-Verse, just story-wise. But the animation is, uh, I mean, <laughs> man, you just have to see it for yourself. I'll just say that. Absolutely amazing. No, yeah. And like, I like uh, just, I didn't think that it could come out positively, if that makes sense. Like besides like the technical side, because like, it's like, oh, people have seen like, the style already like could people like love how it looks as much, but also just that first movie is great. Like there's so many times where we're like, Oh, we have like a little cousin over or like, Oh, we like want something on in like the background while we're like doing something. It's like, Oh, this is the perfect movie. Cause it's like just a movie that you yeah. can watch or just like mm-hmm. have on. It's perfect. You know? Yeah. This is one of those ones too. Like you just have it on just for the, the animation alone. Just put it on. You don't even got to have the sound on just, the visuals speak for themselves, to be honest. Um, but yeah, uh, amazing movie. Soundtrack's amazing. Everything about this movie is perfect. I think it's probably the best thing Marvel's dropped in a very long time. Um, and it's kind of crazy that Sony's kind of carrying the, Mar- the Marvel Universe right now with <laughs> these two films because Disney's obviously we've taken a huge dip as far as quality, as far as mm-hmm. like MCU movies. But uh, the animated universe, as far as like Spider-Verse and stuff like that, is holding it down for sure. And, like, I think, like, part of it is that, like, it's just, like, so weird how, like, the Disney Spider-Man movies are, like, the, like, Sony, Disney, like, whatever they are, uh, the, like, Tom Holland movies seem so complicated when, like, when, like, these movies, like, with Miles 
are technically more complicated, but they seem like very simple, very good through line. But they're also like it might just be that these movies are about like, let's tell a story about a character versus like a lot of the like Tom Hall movies like let's have cameos, you know? Well, this one is cameo overload. And I've seen people complain about it being a little bit too much to juggle at once. But I think they I think they balance it out pretty perfectly. I thought the pacing was really good. Mm-hmm. And the cameos that really mattered were timely. But uh it's like cameo overload. But uh it didn't it didn't distract me at all. Yeah, like in like the, the Tom Holland movies, like sometimes I'm like distracted by all this uh the like plot threads. So like mm-hmm. it's good how they're able to like make a very complicated story work here, I think. Yeah. I want to see because like that first movie I don't think should have been as good. Like before it came out, like I feel like people were like into the spider verse. What's that about? And like, oh, that's a cool song, I guess. That's a cool like trailer. And then it just was great. And hey, like new Spider-Man, too, because like a lot of people didn't know Miles before that movie. Yeah. And uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but I just know that the I just found out that the next one comes out pretty, pretty soon. I thought that because I'm pretty sure you're worried about the writer strikes that's going on right now. Yeah. So I thought we were going to have to wait like a very long time for the, I guess it's going to be the conclusion, I guess, unless they try to stretch it out to four. I'm not sure. But, uh, but uh, it's already, it already has a date for March next year. So that's promising. Is that the third one or is that like the female spinoff? Because I'm not sure if there's like a like Spider-Gwen movie, but. I'll just say three. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say okay. anything. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'll just say the third movie. In the case of the strikes, animation, especially like in a movie where the animation matters as much takes a long time. So the, like these scripts could be done years ahead at this point. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but no, um, nothing quite so exciting on my front, but um, two movies where I watched um, Alita Battle Angel and Fist of the Condor. And first people really wanted to hate that like Alita movie when it's just, it's fine. I need to revisit it because I feel like I didn't give it a fair chance because it's like one of those times like you go to the movies and you're like not really present. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when I saw it years ago, I was kind of like sleepy and just like, you know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't really in the mood to see a movie. I'm not yeah. sure if you ever had that kind of experience. Like you're just going through the motions of seeing it. And I was kind of down on it, but I keep hearing that it's probably one of the best animated movies uh, that's out there. So, this is a few times that I've heard this now. I mean, like, it got a lot of hate, I think, because it was like uh, the main character is like super uncanny valley, like interacting with like real people and stuff. But it's she's meant to look weird. So like it's works there. But it's just like a very normal like it's an action movie. It's like if it came out 25 years ago, it would have been made for like a 40th of the budget. And like people probably wouldn't have like cared as much, but like it just seems like people just wanted it to fail because it was like a female led movie that had like some weird special effects, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watch a sequel of it, I guess. Like it's like trying something. Like a lot of times, like I'll be very quick to say, oh, I'm not always a big fan of big movies because they're like so big that they're not trying to say anything or like do anything or even like have characters beyond like the broadest possible strokes. Yeah. Here it feels like it's actually intentionally doing that and that it's like trying to tell a like story that like can resonate with the most people because like the creators think the story is that interesting not because it's just like a pure like we don't want to 
like make people mad kind of thing. Mm-hmm. How many times have you seen it? Only once. Oh, so you recently saw it? Yeah. Um, oh, cool. In the past week. It's a perfectly fine movie. But um, <laughs> have you heard of Fist of the Condor, though? Nah. I never heard about that. Uh, it's a came out maybe late last year or like early this year. Like it targets a, a like festival movie, but it's a uh, Chilean martial arts movie. Okay, interesting. And like the basic premise is that like to fight the conquistadors, like the Inca people, like made like a martial arts style, and it's been passed down to modern day. Mm-hmm. And it's just like know how sometimes like growing up, like a friend's brother would have like a DVD of like the coolest movie you ever seen. It's like oh, like what's Ang Bak or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's that kind of movie. It's like the perfect like friend's brother, like not fully detailed. Like there's a lot of like black plastic there, like DVD, but it's like got great action. It's got like a lot of stuff of like just like weird mm-hmm. translations, but it's like a it's a very weird movie because it's like the main character and like the main villain are like twins. So mm-hmm. it is kind of scuff like that, but it's like very, just very well done action. Okay. I'm interested. Yeah. Probably the best like pure martial arts movie that like I've seen in a while. Cause um, have you watched like a recently made like Chinese martial arts like movie or no? No, not recently. No. They kind of all became about like, no matter what the story is about, family, it ends. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> That's fast enough. No. Uh, worse. <laughs> like last year, there was like a like movie where like a character was like, oh, like I'm going to be the best fighter in the world and I'm going to prove and this kind of stuff. And like they fought like a crocodile and they fought like a bunch of people. And like, but then in the end, it became like all recent martial arts movies or like sports movies in like trying to become it ends on like a Chinese like nationalism thing or like there's like a, like 10,000 people like waving flags like yeah China's the best it's like that's not what this movie was about that's a crazy ending yeah yeah uh, so it's good to see a like good action movie that doesn't just like randomly end by being like and also China's the best <laughs> yeah. we're so hyped that you fought that crocodile China <laughs> uh, at this point though uh we're here uh, to talk about Kamen Geats, though. Uh, the currently airing Kamen Rider, episodes 36 and 37. And let's get to it. Mm-hmm. I'll start with a yearning for temporary co-op. And I got to tell you, something that I kind of talked to a few people about is people are like the, like, there are a lot of gay fans of Kamen Rider who are very happy with the ships of the show. They're like, mm, Sarah, Neon, I love it. Okay. Ooh, like Buffa and Ace, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Buffa and Ace uh, reuniting was pretty fun. I saw so many people talking about that scene where um, you see like how bad Buffa is at drawing, and then Ace <laughs> comes in and draws real good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Rama scene is pretty dope too. Yeah, and just this show is just um, spending a lot of time with characters. Like it's like very quick. Like it's not like drawing out mysteries it's like oh here is the like thing that changes these people let's spend time with them and it definitely is like we spent like multiple episodes like in the aftermath of okay now buffa can kill all riders and that kind of stuff you know mm-hmm. um i did like um how archer metal came back and was like you didn't wish like specifically enough so like your powers don't work on me because i'm not a writer <laughs> that was really good and 
a lot of attention like also got um like put on uh to Sarah and like Neon and I do really like their relationship but people were like oh my god I love when girls love girls and like I love this relationship (laughs) (laughs) and they totally love each other for sure I just think that um they've done pretty good with like the like Kawa Sarah thing too where she's so mad when she finds out like he's a writer this episode yeah I'll be pissed too yeah what do you think about like everything going on in like um this first episode though like I feel like a lot of stuff happened this episode. First, we got, you know, Buffa coming back to the good guy's side, which I didn't really see happening in this episode. And I actually got excited to see uh, Ace and Buffa team up. I'm not sure how you felt about that. Um, It's been a while since they reunited and, you know, teamed up. So that was fun. Um, And then RIP, I guess, Archie Metal. Yeah, that was unfortunate. One of my favorite characters of the show. I think I don't think he's coming back. Maybe, <laughs> possibly. Uh, but yeah, so that sucked. And uh, Sarah and Neon, are they gone? <laughs> <laughs> you know. So yeah, a lot happened this episode. What'd you think? I love how Archie Metal went out because it was basically like, oh, he's dying, like surrounded by his sons and rose petals, and <laughs> yeah, that was sad but funny. And like the line being drawn between like, you're a future person. You're not us. Like there's like a like solidarity there of like, okay, you're here to affect other people. You're here to like make your fan fiction. And like the way he died, like surrounded by his like favorite characters and like, they're like loving him. Mm-hmm. It's interesting there. I liked seeing how Zin got brought in to like negotiate with like the other like people there and like that whole thing. Mm hmm. But yeah, um, a lot of these spots kind of like go really hard into next time, though. So one thing I do want to bring up is that we get this um, conversation with the producer, Naramu, and Neon's dad. And like uh, something Naramu says is like, oh, you don't know what it is to be happy, like trying to be happy, trying to like live. That's not worth doing. Just enjoy things like ramen on like a like cold night. And I was like, oh, wow. Mm hmm. <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> That's the only form of happiness that there can be like moments, but not moments like moments as in like, ah, oh, isn't this grand? Yeah. Kind of saw where he's coming from, but like, is, there's more to life than just ramen on a cold day for sure. Yeah. And like, it's basically just like, oh, he lives in like platitudes and like post on like Instagram, basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot of what I want to say about this, like it'll evolve next time, I guess. But like, I do like uh, the fight scene. Uh, where they like beat Archer Metal and like they're like teaming up and just I think um I don't know <laughs> who's gonna end up working together in like the final arc of this show or like who's gonna kill each other who's gonna live you know yeah um I feel like there's gonna be a lot of like movement in the next few episodes uh especially when we get to the next episode I could possibly predict who's gonna switch next <laughs> but we'll see yeah uh, but no um. 36 was Yearning 4, Temporary Co-op. 37 is Yearning 5, Pure White Destruction. And yeah, so much happens here. Like the sponsors get their wishes and give their drivers back because in the end they're like, oh, we're future people. We don't die. Like for all we're doing, we still kind of want to live. We see more of Buffa and we see more of of like Zinn and Ace. Mm -hmm. What do you think would Buffa took out some riders though? Uh, 
Was I shocked? Yes. Did I see it coming? No. <laughs> I guess that's the same thing with being surprised. But um, yeah, I guess he's like halfway back and halfway not. Is that what's going on? I expected him to take out Sarah, but not Neon there. Yeah. I'm not sure. He's definitely like, hey, like I'm just like making you go back to your life. I'm not killing you, killing you. You just can't be ready anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that fight scene like in the bus close range really great um i loved how kwa was like just getting his ass kicked but not giving up like getting thrown like through the windshield and like falling on some boxes and just like yeah he got rocked the big thing that like happens here though is that um zin double crosses the pr- producer so ace can like meet his mom and there's this whole like conversation about how like she's getting used up and like the executive producer like wishes that he didn't exist but then like it doesn't work she's like oh it's time to sacrifice her in the grand end and they're just like scorching the earth they're gonna like just like leave this place um and then that kind of leads to win like investigating and like coming to this kind of oh ace's mom didn't have power before she had him yeah he's like a miracle baby right what do you think's going on here? Because like I watched that again and I was like, I don't know if we have a definitive answer besides love and peace. Like how Murder Bill came back and they were like Yeah, I can't remember. Was it was it this episode or the next one that it's like uh they made the new rule? That was next that was next episode, right? Oh no. Um that was in this one thirty seven, yeah. Okay, so it's like what was it a player and a game navigator navigator can't have a relationship so what could have possibly happened i don't I, like i don't know that kind of broke my brain too wind starts talking about like people made from sun or people made from mud or made from stone like creation myths mm-hmm. and then he's also like talking about how she didn't have the power to create before she had him yeah so like this show is kind of weird because it's like redoing a lot of stuff that we like saw in like zero one and like exa but also like redoing stuff from saber that's true yeah like being creative like or like creating something allows you to create more i think is what it's like roughly going for there you know Mm -hmm. but yeah um i might be alone in this but maybe it wasn't intended at the start of the show but definitely at this point in the show it feels like it's leaning into it but this show really wants to talk about uh chat gtp (laughs) (laughs) why do you say that all the people from the future where they can create anything can't feel anything like they can just pick something and it's there how they want it exactly Uh but they don't know what tears are they can't have children they don't have relationships and there's no like variance in their life. Like they don't know what death is. Mm -hmm. And then you have all these people in the modern day who basically are like doing all this work and dying and like, just like getting ground down for the chance at like the ability to like lead, like, like the life they want. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of just um, makes me think of like, what is creation in the modern world? It's like these people with like, with all this power like basically saying like oh like who's not worthy or like what hoops can you like jump through and i think it's basically like trying to say the power to create isn't actually worth anything (laughs) in the end unless it's like a person doing it like the power to create without like intention or like just wildly you know yeah and it's hard because like we get so much here about 
what did Ace's mom do? Who is Ace? I hope his dad's not important. Like, I hope his dad is just a dude who was there. You think it'd be better that way? Yeah. Um, if Ace's dad is like a leprechaun or something, <laughs> like, that's not good. Like, it's, I like it if it's like, oh, this miracle happened because there was love, not because he was magical, I guess. Yeah. Do you think they'll take that route, though? They haven't mentioned him, so I'm kind of hoping he doesn't show up unless they're like, oh, we got some old Greek guy here. He's here to be the final villain. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, they probably could make something up, but yeah, it'd probably be better for him to be a nobody. They've got enough time to make it work, and they've like been pretty good about like making those kind of things work so far. Who do you think is like to blame then? Like, uh, I think um, it's Buffer that says, oh, do you blame the tool or the people using it? You know? <laughs> Uh, who do I blame? The tool. You blame the goddess? For making everybody's wish? Yeah. Mm, I guess that's what I'm saying if I say tool, right? <laughs> Can I take that back? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Uh, yeah, so I guess it's the wish that it'd be made. It'd probably be the problem, right? Yeah, this show's kind of like, is it the problem that people, like, that's what Buffa thinks. Like, the people making wishes yeah. are at fault. That's true. And then, and then like Kay was like, oh, the people who are hurting other people to like have wishes made and like Ace is like, oh, and the people that are being used to make it happen. Yeah, it's like in the air. Like I'm definitely like the thing that gets me is that the DGP is um, something people watch. It's something that has ratings as entertainment. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's all flawed. That's where it's all a like scam. And like, it's just bringing this like wish making power to desperate people to try and make things happen you know it's kind of like how like in like a reality tv show they'll just get people they know are gonna spit at each other (laughs) yeah in the same house yeah that's true it is a show after all (laughs) yeah but no um this episode ends though uh with a fight scene between ace and the producer naramu and we haven't talked enough, but like great fights in the show. Like I love how they're like falling off this building oh, and there's like yeah. a bunch of rocks. Yeah. He's using his like force powers and like grabbing his gun. Everything's there. Mm-hmm. The grand end that starts is basically like they're going to destroy the goddess and there's a little hole that the people have to go back to the future in or they'll also die. But his mom's chained up and like getting like broken and we see her like crying and a piece falls off and falls to the ground in front of him. And I thought like, oh, and this piece is going to transform or something. But no, he touches this piece and he like gets all Naruto on. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought, thought of was a uh, Jin Cherokee. Mm-hmm. And he like gets a new like, I think they say boost mark three and like he transforms in pure rage. Mm-hmm. And, like, and like the end of the episode, like there's like corrupted tales going around. They're like destroying stuff. Uh, the like lesson about the like Grand Prix at the end is like only they can make power ups. Then like it gets like deleted by a like tail and change. So like this feels like a major moment, but it looks great. It looks like a cool suit so far. Like I like how they're sticking to like white and red for him. What kind of powers do you think you have? We got kind of like cliffhanger there. So like the fact that like every episode ends with a rule and we see a tail go out and like destroy a rule is like oh did he get the power of destruction is he like mm. full on like beers right now from like Dragon Ball they're pretty dope 
and yeah, a big cliffhanger here. But I like um I'm wondering what's next for the show because they like have at a lot of points been like, oh, and here's the end, and we have characters that are like out. Um, hard to know. I did do some research though of like what is like the legend of like a nine-tailed fox, like just to like see what could they be pulling from. Mm-hmm. And there's some interesting stuff there. What'd you find? Nine-tailed foxes can shape shift and are known to uh seduce men in different forms uh to take their bodies or spirits, which to me sounds like people's like souls getting used to make wishes immediately. Mm-hmm. When a fox is 50, it, it can transform into a like woman. When it's a hundred becomes a like beautiful woman. But when they become a thousand years old, they can ascend to heaven and become a celestial fox. And that's about as old as Ace is right now. Right. A thousand. Yeah. Or 2000, I guess. So that's not working. But like, I don't know. Um, I think this show is like, still in the middle of some of its themes but like i think it's saying something about like the idea of like being creative that is a little different from in saber where i think there was a little girl and like a rainbow bridge and that's all i really remember (laughs) (laughs) and tassel showed up i guess i don't know it's all a blur yeah uh that's keith's any thoughts on what you think might be coming next or uh, to be honest, nah, I feel like every time I guess I've been completely wrong. So this show is definitely keeping me on my, keep me guessing. How about you? I'm wondering if Kawa is the final villain. Kawa? Whoa. Explain, please, sir. His manipulative sponsor made a wish, as did the like other sponsor. And he's like still blames Ace's mom. He's still dedicated to like stopping like what's going on in the like TGP. I'm kind of wondering if maybe like he makes like a big deal with the devil for power to like destroy things but he like ends up like putting it towards like like towards trying to save people. Yeah. And that becomes like a thing that spirals. Oh I'm going to stop you Ace. I'm kind of stop your mom and stuff you know. Damn. I don't know. That would that would be crazy but uh I like how you always come up with like super creative ways of like who could be the last villain so gotta keep my own that one or maybe they'll reconcile i'm not sure but i'd much rather say the cool thing that's less likely <laughs> but <laughs> now that's good that's a good uh that's a good guess yeah um i really do wonder too like what's gonna happen with like the other characters like win and neon and like buffa because it's like so in the air right now but for now though as we always ask who are our top three favorite characters mm, r.i.p archie meadow uh Let's go Buffa to Ace number one. Mm. Who you got? Ooh, it's hard. Um, I'm gonna say um number two Buffa or like number three Buffa. Uh, it's like start at number two. <laughs> Keep him guessing. Oh, he's just like on this very good arc about like what's he doing? Like where does he think? Like he's gotten what he wants and he's doing what he wants and he's still kind of unsure what if that makes him happy or like what he wants to do in that moment where like he's asked, Hey, you're just making people lose their powers and not be able to make wishes. Would you kill someone? Would you stop someone from dying? And he like, doesn't know what to say, you know? Yeah. Um, number two, I'm going to go with Sarah actually. Cause she, I definitely understand after seeing some takes about like why people like put her in a romance of like neon but also just uh 
the way she's kind of processing like oh what do i feel about like the people around me like what do i feel about like learning that neon was a created person and that kind of stuff um and also like what do i feel about um my brother like being in this game and um there's something too about like what's going on with like being creative and like in idol culture too of the way that like sarah's kind of like reacting to neon because all idols are manufactured (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah number one though i'm gonna give it to ace uh just strong work here like he's definitely like he's being asked to do like a lot of like subtle character work and just like the way he moves the way he like says small things and like keeps seeming like an asshole and like it's like working throughout the course of the show. Um, and what was our favorite Tokusatsu senpai? Oh, so many moments. Uh, uh, I think I think Buffa and uh, Ace teaming up again brought the feels for me. Because mm-hmm. in my notes, I was like, Buffa's back. <laughs> but then I'm like, is he though? No, that's a good one. Um, what was yours? This is hard because it wasn't a complete fight, but I... um did like the fight uh, where Ace was fighting Naramu again, where it's just like, he's like using his force powers. They're like falling through the air. There's all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, any good outfits this time? Stop by. Uh, Ace always brings a trip. So I got to give it to Ace. He had like a black, he had like a black and like tan split jacket in one of the episodes. I forget which one, but that was fire. The bar is like both like, very low and very high for like a lot of fashion like at this show too it's like oh like are you gonna look like this guy like um speaking of saber the drip was on the ground there but um (laughs) (laughs) in the show it's very high yeah uh could you remember without looking right now what the main character of saber's outfit was like his like main suit oh wow (laughs) Damn, that's bad. That's really bad, actually. His main fit. I know he always wore like a jacket, right? <laughs> I mean, that's true. That is true. Um, he did wear a jacket a lot. Um That's crazy. I forgot that. Okay. I might have to like send you a picture of him and just have you describe because I would love to see how you describe this, actually. Because uh, I don't know. Um, mine is going to be Win, I think, because he just comes in. He has his like sweatshirts and all this stuff. He looks good. Oh my God. There's so many good looks for this guy. I, I don't know what to send you. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh my. It's going to be this look right here, actually. The main character uh, for Saber is Toma. Wow. <laughs> here is a picture of. Him in his normal drip. It's him and then uh, his friend. <laughs> oh, the drip was definitely on the ground. My God. I forget his friend, but the one who had lightning powers, he's like a knight, like feudal. It's fine. But like Toma's somewhere else here. That's terrible. That's probably one of his better fits, too. That's sad. Can we go um, like from the shoes up what he's wearing? <laughs> I can't describe this. Uh, we look like we got. What are those? What are those? <laughs> Jesus, Jesus ones. Looks like he got like oversized pleated pants. Uh, dagger. 
his shoes look like penny loafers or like weird like church alligator skins with socks on crazy socks on yeah and this shirt though what the looks like it's like a Final Fantasy wannabe ripoff from like what's the shit called the the uh where you get the clothes from oh like the world ends wish with wish <laughs> yeah. It's like wannabe Fashion Nova, but it's like wish, like a wish type shirt. And then the suspenders is like crazy. His shoes are brown and like scaly. His like pants are like navy. His suspenders are black. His like brown beige shirt. He has like a like pen, like an old fashioned like calligraphy thing on his neck. And he has like a red hat with a pink stripe. Yeah, this ain't it. Oh, his... um. As the kids say. His oversized shirt is like pinned at his arm. So it's like it's like oversized and it's like fitted in the middle. Yeah, this ain't it. Uh, here's his uh, normal look, which is a little better, but not by much. That's the one I remember. That was his fit. What the? Most of the time. Yeah. Damn. Here is just like all black and white. So it's a little more neutral. But yeah. Yeah, I remember they didn't change fits that often. It was always like a rare occasion that they switched it up. But my God. It's it's a bad look. Yeah, all of it's bad. Most of the other characters had like their I'm a book swordsman clothes that they'd ever changed. Yeah. <laughs> felt crazy. Book swordsman. But no. Um next time we'll be looking at episodes uh, 38 and 39 of uh Comrade Geats. Um and we will also be uh, doing a uh, Shinkum writer episode. Uh, um, and then in two weeks or no, um, in one week uh, is uh, the other show's next episode where we look at the fourth chunk. Um, me, Steph and David uh, look at the fourth chunk of Comrade Five's episodes, episode 16 through 20. And we're getting into that series. Uh, some stuff happens uh, in this chunk that you should be watching Five's. You're like, into like a more old school, like dramatic, like I'm writer stuff. But, um, and then next time along with Geats, we'll be looking at, uh, the Geats X revise movie, the desire, like battle Royale that came out in December. It's been referenced a couple times lately in the show. It might be canon. We're not sure. Uh, but that'll also be like split out to its own short, uh, it's its own short episode there. Um, oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, what happened? I was about to ask you, um, to plug yourself and stuff, but first, just one last like look for Toba. God damn, bro! <laughs> what is this? What is that? Uh, uh so My he God. has like a black newsboy cap on a like chartreuse like just like bright purple pink um but like kind of like translucent like kind of like see-through absolute garbage tight black pants black boots and he has like a black undershirt underneath it like so his cuffs are coming out terrible yeah not a great look for this guy oh my sorry one last one just to see. I'm surprised they had this many fits. I don't remember this many outfits being switched up. 
we actually uh did not do the suspenders justice because they're actually not suspenders hmm? you have to describe what you're about to see as you see it because it is incredible no way <laughs> this might be good now what are those two satchels <laughs> he has satchel suspenders god damn it looks like his suspenders are like a go down to like the lower half of a vest, but it's like a waterproof like mail vest, <laughs> mail carrier's vest or something. That's going on sad right there. Like what would like, I don't think I would survive if fashion went, oh, like you need a bag that's like fake suspenders. I'm like I, I don't. <laughs> I really don't need a bag that's fake suspenders. That is going out sad. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Ed's not going to talk about it now, but if you do search um, his name and then um, click outfit on Google, it does show you links to his complete outfits uh, on AliExpress if you want to buy that for like 40 bucks. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he has, he also has. A like striped version of his satchel, which looks even worse, but we gotta end this episode. But yeah, my eyes are burning. Uh man, Tassel had the best fit in the whole show. I was gonna say, like, Tassel didn't have to switch it up. He just was consistent across the board. And we appreciated him. Like, and he wasn't trying hard either. Yeah, no. Um just natural for my guy. It's zero one, people ha- had pretty good fits. Yeah. In Jetman, pretty good fits. Um, I'd say in build, they were mostly okay for a while. Yeah, they just got super stagnant at towards the end. Yeah. But yeah. But with Saber, worse, worse dress. Yeah. All right. I'm going to stop because I have one last one that I found is not good. I But I cannot not share this with you. This is like an outfit that somebody wears in like a movie from the eighties where like they come to America for the the first time. (laughs) (laughs) He's wearing like a white. He looks like he's wearing a like tartan kilt, like red and black. I forgot about that guy too. Yeah. Uh, Rintaro, right? Was that his name? Ran fucking Taro. Yeah. I'll make a collage of Toma as the art for this time. People will not know what's going on. They're like, what what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, not even this episode, but no. Um regardless. Um before I derail us more, um Senpai, where can people find you when you're not talking about Oda Common Rider? You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and here. Copacetic Senpai. Where can they find you, Kip? Uh we're still on co-host. I don't know what's going on with blue sky and stuff like that. Or if co-host is like really that active, but um, at common ride on co-host personally, I am uh, at James D on co-host on Twitter. Uh, we are at common ride with me. I'm a uh, James Ford on Twitter personally. Uh, you can go to commonrider.com uh, for episodes and articles. There is a slash episodes for links to different platforms. Please rate and review. Uh, there is slash merch links to our merch with all proceeds going to cool places like Trans Lifeline and the Trevor Project, especially uh, in Pride Month. Uh, that's important, but also do check out a lot of 
good charity stuff. And I think um, on our next episode, we'll spotlight some uh, cool charities that are fundraising uh, right now. But for that, though, uh, last thing, send questions in uh, to podcast.com.com. And now it's time for lessons and so many things. What's your last uh, lesson here, though, Zepi? Uh, let's go with let's not have sex with coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess uh, to Geats, that did kind of happen, huh? No sleeping with the players. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Toma looks like. Toma looks like the world's most confused pickup artist. Yeah. Uh, no. I think you got to commit um, if you're going to have terrible fits and you got to just play <laughs> into it. Got to own it. I don't think Toma owned it. He got owned.